Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. We are wrapping up the week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Ah, ah, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the mask mother, say to her son, Go to sleep, my baby. Ah, mommy. Yes, Benton. I think I could sleep if you'd stop for a while. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere, he's everywhere. The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bench Your Life. This episode originally aired on November 14th, 1951. Now, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is roof. R-O-O-F. Really? You bet your life. More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. Have you seen? Did you ride? Did, Did you, you drive, drive a new DeSoto? Hurry up. Do it now at, at your dealers today. It's designed for you and your budget, too. It's the 1952 DeSoto. It's here. Yes, it's here. The new 1952 DeSoto is now on display at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Be sure to see this beautiful new car. Listen for further details later in this program. And here he is, the one, the only... Name's familiar. Oh, that's me! Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples. Uh, who's first to try for the $1,500, uh, G.F.? Well, we asked if there are any bachelors and You don't mind if I call you G.F.? No, it's perfectly all right. No. We asked if there are any bachelors... What would you object to? <laughs> I... We asked if there were any... Ba... <laughs> we asked if there are any bachelors or spinsters in the audience tonight, and just before we went on the air, Miss Sidney Ball and Mr. Frank Finch were selected. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, Welcome. 
Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Miss uh, Sydney Ball. Uh, let's see, Miss Sydney, you're a spinster? That's right. A mighty fine-looking spinster. May I ask your age? You aren't obliged to tell the truth, in fact. You aren't even expected to, but... Uh... <laughs> may I say 44 and a half? Yes, you may. <laughs> Which half of the 44 are you? <laughs> the long half. Oh, the long half. Well, you're pretty cute. Where, where, are, you, where are you from, uh, Sydney? Oh, I was born in Kansas. In Kansas? Yes. And uh, uh, where, where are you from, uh, Frank? Frank Finch, huh? I've been 30 years in Los Angeles, but I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Oh. You like it? You prefer it up here? 30 years seems so. Not necessarily. There might be a price on you in Texas. <laughs> How old are you, my lad? Past 50. Mm -hmm. A guarded statement have I ever heard of. Are you, are you interested in matrimony, uh, Mr. Finch? Or are you still on the fence? Well, I'm still on the fence. What a feeble jape that is, huh? You still on the fence? Why? Well, after all, sometimes I, I think the price of coffee and things like that for two. Well, you don't have to marry coffee. That's a... Imagine a guy on his knees about to propose to a girl and he suddenly thinks of the price of coffee. That would be grounds for something. I don't know. <laughs> what sort of work do you do, uh, Mr. Finch, besides sidestepping? Eh? What's that? I'm a real estate broker. Oh, a real estate. Really? Well, if you got married, at least you'd have a lot in common. <laughs> do, do you have a job, uh, uh, Miss Ball? Yes, I'm a policewoman. A policewoman? Yes. A copper, and you still haven't caught a man? <laughs> No. Are, you, are you really a policewoman? Yes, I'm really You're a policewoman. You're pretty tiny to be a copper, aren't you? Well, it's no surprise having you on the show. We've been expecting the police for a long time. <laughs> Would you mind pinching me? I want to see if I'm alive. <laughs> I never made a nicer pinch. <laughs> well, thank you, Sam Spade. <laughs> Two clubs. No, that's another game. Has anything exciting ever happened in your job that you could tell us about? Uh, yes, uh, many exciting things. Uh, I might say Lincoln Heights Jail, while it's a very tragic place, at the same time, it's a very humorous place. And not so long ago, we had a uh, woman come in, and uh, she took a look at me, and she said, You know, you look just like my bulldog. <laughs> So I went on about my work, and a little later in the evening, I went back and... And bitter, I suppose. <laughs> I went back and... Uh, There's nothing like being logical. <laughs> I went back, and she uh, said to me, she was very nervously pacing up and down behind the bars, and she said to me, gee, I wish I was out. And uh, she said, I must be out tomorrow. And I said, well, what's so important? You must be out tomorrow. She said, well, there's a dog show in Glendale, and if I was out, I'd enter you. <laughs> My guess is that that woman is still there. <laughs> well, let's get back to your romance. Uh, uh, what kind of a man are you looking for, uh, 
Miss Ball? Well, I'd like a man about my own age, of course, and uh, just the comfy home type. <laughs> well, don't overlook uh, Frank over here. <laughs> if you marry him, at least you, you'll have a roof over your head. Of course, he'll sell it any time he can make a nickel. Huh? <laughs> well, you're a charming couple, and uh, Frank, from here on, you have my permission to take the law into your own hands. <laughs> You get a life sentence. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. Right now, this should hold your interest. Have you seen? Did you ride? Did you drive a new DeSoto? Hurry up. Do it now at your dealers today. It's designed for you and your budget, too. It's the 1952 DeSoto. The new 1952 DeSoto. It's designed for you and your budget, too. The 1952 DeSoto is on display now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers with a whole host of great features. Features like famous safety rim wheels, sensational Oroflow shock absorbers for the smoothest ride on the road, chair-high seats to give you a relaxing ride and a good view of the road ahead, handsome rear end with a big rear window for greater visibility, waterproof ignition to give you quick starts even in the wettest weather. From every angle, the beautiful 1952 DeSoto is your best car value today. It's designed for you and for your budget, too. See the 1952 DeSoto. It's on display now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Uh, Mr. Fenneman, would you mind explaining the rules? Well, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later on in the show. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected words ending in A-T-E. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? $14. Fourteen. Fourteen? Fourteen. Fourteen. What is the word beginning with I and ending with eight, meaning uh, to water the land? Irrigate. Irrigate is right. Well, after a good start, you have $34. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. How much of the $34 will you bet on your second question? 30 30 Fine. Right. What is the word beginning with N and ending with 8, meaning to sail a ship? Navigate. Navigate is right. You now have $64. Here's your third question. How much will you bet? Sixty? Sixty dollars. What is the word beginning with I, or with L, and ending with eight, meaning to set free? Start Liberate. Liberate. Liberate is right. You've now climbed to one hundred and twenty-four dollars. They get along beautifully. They're crazy if they don't get hooked up. <laughs> is your last chance to be the other couples? How much of the hundred and twenty-four dollars you're going to risk? One hundred and twenty. hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. What is the word beginning with E and ending with eight, meaning to dig or to hollow out? Excavate. Excavate is right. Put it there, Fine. I think you ought to give Frank a big kiss for doing so well on this thing. <laughs> and you wind up with $244. Wouldn't you kiss Frank for $244? Sure. <laughs> Get going, huh? Good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. We asked for men with unusual occupations to volunteer from our audience, and just before we went on the air, Commander Ian Murray was chosen. His partner is a housewife, Mrs. Laurel Lee Hamilton. And here they are, folks, 
Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mrs. Laura Lee Hamilton and Commander mm -hmm. Ian Murray. Is that, is that correct? That is correct, sir. Ian, huh? I-A-I-N. You kind of threw me for a minute there. <laughs> Mrs., uh, Mrs. Hamilton, uh, does your husband call you Laurel or Hardy? <laughs> Neither, he, huh? He calls me his little honey. And uh, does he ever put the B on you? <laughs> no, that was the wrong thing to say, I guess. Huh? Where are you from, honey? Denver. Denver, huh? And uh, how old are you, honey? Well, I have a married daughter. Does that answer you? It doesn't answer me, but I'm beginning to catch on. <laughs> what sort of work does your husband do? Well, he's sort of a farmer. He is. We have a little ranch. Oh, you have a little ranch. Mm -hmm. And you raise bees there? No. I'm the only honey. No, we have... <laughs> we have fruit uh, trees you're and pretty young You're a pretty young-looking woman. I have a, a grown-up daughter. How old is your daughter? Oh, well, she's 20. Oh. Tell us about the ranch, huh? And well, later about your daughter. <laughs> Not much later, either. <laughs> about now would be fine, I think. Huh? Let's get the ranch. How tall is your daughter? Huh? She's four and a half inches taller than I. Well, that, that lets me out. very huh? slender. All right, back to the ranch now. We've got How'd 18 you meet your, chickens. You've got 18 chickens? Is what? that without your daughter or with your daughter? <laughs> fruit trees and all the vegetables in the world. We grow our own vegetables. It's only an acre. Oh. One oh. acre. You have a lot of stuff on there for an acre. How well, did you meet your husband? Well, it's kind of a long story. It was about two well, years ago. kind of synopsize it. Huh? All right. It was about... Cut it down to boy size. Huh? This happened two years ago, and I'd been a widow for five years, and I'd saved up and decided to go to Honolulu. Probably subconsciously in quest of a husband. I don't no. know. But anyway, some no, friends no, drove no, me no, just, to... Just a moment, honey. Don't tell me you didn't know why you went to Honolulu. Well, anyway, some that friends... That boat is full of buzzards going over there, Greg. Anyway, some friends drove me down to the airport, and they spent an hour telling me about a fella they'd put on the boat two weeks before, and they said, he's a mama's boy, and he won't take you out, and he won't buy your corsages, and you won't like him, and, uh, but anyway, call him up and tell him we sent our love, and maybe you'll get a free feed out of it. So, maybe he'll at least take you to one dinner. So when I got in, I did call him, and that evening he invited me to dinner, and he was just wonderful. He was out of this world, and I said, this is for me. He was not at all like I expected. You want to know how he proposed to me? I'd like to. <laughs> well, did, the, did the subject of coffee come up at all? Anyway, he had always said that trouble with marriage is, and I kept saying, oh, marriage can be so wonderful and everything. But he didn't weaken until about, I got home about a week ahead of him, and then he came over. And I hope your marriage lasts as long as his story. <laughs> I'll get back to you in a minute, honey. Let me no, just I tell him how it. I propose. All how right. he proposed. Just that. Just that. 
Scotty. He said he came over and he was I have very... to be in Glendale at midnight. Huh? <laughs> he was awfully sad and miserable and dejected looking. He came in Forget and Forget it. Said... Is your daughter happy? <laughs> I wish you'd let me talk. Uh, no, it's kind of funny. Well, I, I'd like to hear it, huh? He came in and he was sad and I said, what's the matter? And he said, okay, honey. You win, I give in, I'll marry you. And that's all there was to it? I'll marry you, he said. Well, that's wonderful. I, and you're very happy together, and I'm, I'm glad to hear it. You look like a very happy woman. I am. Now, Commander Ian Murray, is that... Uh, that's what I'm your, your friends call you Ian? Uh, no, sir, they call me Kadim, which is the... Uh, Kadim? Kadim. That's the initial That's Pig Latin, isn't it? Uh, More or less, yeah, yes. Look, say, on the Kadims, hey, they, they, that's where they talk about. Where are you from, Commander? Well, I was born in Canada, sir, but uh, at a very few weeks... Uh, my... You were born in a very few weeks? No, sir, I was born in Canada. That's the rate of exchange over there. At the rate of a very few weeks was taken to my ancestral home in Scotland. Oh, I see, huh? Oh, you, you're in Scotland? Telebarden, Scotland. Telebarden, that yes, sounds like a cheese, huh? Well, they Where didn't did you get the title of, of Commander, Ian? Were, were you in the service? Uh, yes, sir. I served for 28 years as a merchant service officer and uh, commander in the Royal Naval Reserve. Well, put it there, kid. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, Ian, tell me, are you married or have you had enough excitement? Oh, well, sir, I'm married for just about five years. Now, how'd you meet your wife? Well, my wife was a wren in the... Uh, she was a what? A wren, sir. In the you meet her in a tree? Uh, no, sir, the Royal Navy this time. A what? In the Royal Navy. As a matter of fact, uh, she was a third officer, and that's about the lowest form of commissioned life, I think, in the British Navy. <laughs> She had the lowest form in the Navy? Lowest commission. <coughs> Wait till you get home tonight, Ian. <laughs> well, I learned a lot talking to you two. <laughs> and now you can learn something from me for service. Take your car to the man who knows it best, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Now you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. You run your $20 and more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The Bachelor and the Spinster won $244. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected explorers and adventurers. Collector. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. Yes. All right, fifteen. Fifteen. Yes. What was the name of the English explorer who discovered Livingston in darkest Africa? Uh, d uh, Robert St uh, Stanley. Stanley is right. Stanley. <laughs> well, you're on your way. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. How much of the $35 will you bet on your second question? Thirty-four. What was the name of the Portuguese navigator who was the first to sail around the world? Ferdinand Magellan. Ferdinand Magellan is right. You're climbing. You have sixty-nine dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the sixty-nine are you going to try? Sixty-eight. What was the name of uh, Christopher Columbus? Christopher Colombo. You have one hundred thirty-seven dollars. And here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Bet the lot. Okay. What was the name of the American soldier and explorer who explored with Kit Carson in Oregon? He later was appointed governor of California. Fremont. John C. Fremont is right. Put it there. And you wind up. Put it there. With $274. Oh. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. We invited some babysitters to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, we selected Mrs. Ann Barnes. And Groucho, her partner, is a very unusual man. Um, 
I was in a drive-in the other night, and uh, I invited him to be a contestant on our show. And when you see him in just a minute, I think you're going to know why I asked him. So here they are. Mrs. Ann Barnes and Mr. Locke Martin meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Press. Well, welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and win $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Lock Lohman, is that your name? No, Lock Martin. Oh, Lock Martin. How tall are you, Mr. Mountain? Seven feet, seven inches. Oh. Well, I'll just call you Mount Whitney, yeah? <laughs> That's pretty high. Of course, the last time I saw anything your size, I was pretty high myself. <laughs> Where are you from, Lock? I was born in West Bridgewater, Pennsylvania. What kind of a place is that? I don't recall too much about it. We moved to Canyon City, Colorado when I was about three years old. That's where I was raised. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, when you said raised, you said you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> are, you, are you married, Lot? Yes, I am. Is your wife a tall girl? No, she's uh, five feet, five and a half inches tall. <laughs> well, that's tall enough. Eh? At least she comes up to your wallet. <laughs> I hope for your sake she doesn't come up there too often. <laughs> well, let's get some measurements. Out for, how, how much do you weigh, uh, Locke? 280 pounds. Oh, well, that's quite a lot. of. What do you eat at a normal meal? Well, I'd say I eat uh, just an average dinner. I probably don't eat any more than you do. I don't eat at all. <laughs> what size shoe do you wear? Well, they don't actually have a size. The best estimate so far has been size 18. Now, tell me, what are some of the advantages of being so tall, aside from the fact that you're over the smog belt? <laughs> well, it's... Uh... Rather nice when your car is parked out in a big parking lot. And you, I can usually spot it uh, pretty easy. And uh, <clears throat> if I lose my wife out in a big crowd, I can usually find her real quick. And you consider that an advantage? <laughs> Mrs. Barnes, I'm sorry to have neglected you, but uh, you must admit you're slightly overshadowed. <laughs> you say you're a babysitter? How would you like to sit with this baby? Well, I think that would be kind of nice. Well, if you ever sit with him, just be sure you get paid by the foot instead of by the hour. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get your, your babysitting jobs, uh, Ann? Well, I get them through the Babysitter's Guild Incorporated, of which Mrs. Hanner is president. Oh. And she employs only women widows over 45 years of age. Well, what are the duties of a babysitter, specifically? Well, when you first get there, if it's a small child, you uh, don't do much except take instructions from the mother as to what should be done. If it's a child about a year and a half old, why well, you... You just sort of visit with the mother and let the child sort of uh, decide that you're all right. In other words, uh, you take over the duties and problems of a mother, is yes, that Yes, that's it. Well, usually the biggest problem facing the mother is the father. <laughs> Locke, let's get back to you for a moment. I imagine you've had many unusual experiences. Do you find the, the whole world is out of step with you? It does seem that way. Uh, things just aren't made for people my size. What sort of work do you do? I work at, uh, as a host at Bob's Drive-In Restaurant out in Van Nuys. People are always driving in there and asking me how I got so big. I tell them from eating Bob's hamburgers. Well, you said you know your onions, all right. 
Well, as a tall man, do you think the human race would be better if, if all of us were as big as you are? Well, probably bigger bodies wouldn't help the human race. Probably what the human race would benefit by would be bigger hearts. Well, Locke, you're a very high-class type fellow, is all I can say about you. And uh, you're a very unusual couple, and the quality has been every bit as good as the quantity. Thank you. Now you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. You run your $20 uh, into more than our other couples. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. Commander Murray and the housewife are ahead with $274. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected familiar abbreviations. Our source for these abbreviations is the Encyclopedia Americana. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? $15. $15 is fine. Okay. What do the initials RFD stand for? I imagine it's rural free delivery. Rural free delivery is right. And now you have $35. How much of the $35 will you bet on your second question? How about uh, $34? Oh, no, a little more than that. $34.99 or 98 cents. Okay. She wants 30... to go higher than he is. <laughs> How much which will be? Thirty-four ninety-nine. Thirty-four ninety-nine. What do you say? Okay. That'll get Fenham in a fine time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do the initials RPM stand for? Revolutions per minute. Revolutions per minute. Here's your third question. I haven't told them how much they have I yet. I don't care how much. <laughs> Here's your third question. How much are you going to bet? Of your $69.99. We're going to save a penny, Yeah. <laughs> We're saving a penny. I didn't count it on you at all, friend. <laughs> you want to save a penny? One penny. That would be what? Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine ninety-eight. All right, here we go for sixty-nine ninety-eight. <laughs> sounds like a coat with two pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> what do the initial COD stand for? It's not cash Collect on, on delivery. delivery. It's collect on delivery. Collect on delivery is right. <laughs> We're still saving a penny. How much have they got? Oh, We're I'm lost, really. <laughs> I think it's 139. Here's a man went to Stanford. He graduated from Stanford with high honors. Uh, 139. He was on the football team. As a water boy. $139.97, our director. He used to stuff the stuffing back into the uniform. Let's bet it all this time. That's right. Okay. Bet it all. Okay, here we go. What do the initials P.S. stand for? Postscript. Postscript is right. <laughs> you have $279.94. <laughs> And that means that you, in just one minute, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. Next time you visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer, notice the facilities he has in order to serve you better. His offices, his showroom, where he displays the beautiful new 1952 DeSoto and the handsome Plymouth. His service shops, where you get better work done on your car at a price that's reasonable. 
and his used car lot, where you can be sure of finding the car that best fills your needs and best fits your pocketbook. Yes, a DeSoto Plymouth dealer really has a big investment. And here's what it means to you. It means that because a DeSoto Plymouth dealer is a permanent part of your community, he does everything in his power to treat you courteously, to make you a satisfied customer, a steady customer. He knows that whenever he sells you a new car, whenever he repairs your present car, or whenever he sells you a used car, his reputation is at stake. So it's no wonder that we say, you couldn't do business with a better man than a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And uh, here comes the babysitter and the tall man, all set for the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. Well, tall on the saddle, we'll see how smart you are now. Here we go for $1,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. Here it is. We asked this question on our very first program more than four years ago. See if you remember it. The United States Gold Depository is at Fort Knox. For $1,500, can you tell me where the Silver Depository is located? West Point. West Point is right! <laughs> Well, that's right. You win $1,500. Uh, you won $1,500 plus how much in the quiz, George? I lost it again. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. $279.94 right. yeah. plus $1,500 is $1,779.94. I still don't believe it. <laughs> anyway, congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. Oh, we're quite Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See the 1952... DeSoto! Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Walkers wise use their eyes. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. The Winged Warrior is in London on secret assignment. And as a result, the entire city is faced with an emergency kind of crisis, reminiscent of wartime. Wing Warrior? Hello. I'm still here, Miss Olmier. What was that noise? I think they're bombing along the bank of the Thames now. Are you all right? Yes, I had to duck down the phone booth. They drew convoy with a searchlight just passed by. Look, why don't you just go someplace safe and wait for me to get to you? Well, there's a candy store across the street. I could wait there. Feather Spider, you can't go anyplace where people will see you. But, Miss Helping. Not until I get there. Turn you around in the chicken suit, clean off the mud and the flower petals. Well, I'm not staying in this home. Don't you understand what's happening? Yes, there's a monster terrorizing. Not a monster, you. But all I did... All you did was wreck a bus, scare the daylights out of a group of Girl Scouts picking flowers. Well, who did they think I was anyway? The BBC is calling you the Terror of the Thames, King Capon. They wouldn't call me that in America. Wouldn't they? Of course not. They'd take me for a poop chicken and take me in. They'd take you for a wet rooster and throw you out. Well, what am I going to do? Just stay out of sight until I get there, unless you can manage to get out of that suit. Miss Helfinger, for the 20th time, I'm zipped in backwards and I can't reach the zip. I can't. If I can't, I can't. All right, all right. Don't lose control. I'll be there. Miss Helfinger, that candy store across the street looks deserved. I'm going to wait there. Fine, but be careful. Goodbye. Right, right. Oh, see the bright sky over London this night. See the bright orange glow from the RAF, low-level bombing along the Thames. See the giant spotlights sweeping across the heavens. And see now how a dirty chicken carefully opens a phone booth door and with an uneasy glance at the deserted streets, swiftly and with great stealth, sneaks his way across the cobbled street until he reaches the door of a small candy store. Anybody here? Hello? Yes, it's okay. Now, at least I can sit down, even if it's backwards, and do some relaxing. Hello, big chicken. Now, now, listen, little girl, don't be afraid. I'm not going to harm you. I'm not what you think I am. Aren't you the monster? What monster? King Capon. No, no, I'm not. You see, actually... I want to see King Capon. I want to. All right, to. all right, I'm King Capon. Oh, good. I'll sing your song. Well, the British Army is out in force. The RAF is flying high. And the Capon keeps rolling along. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. 
Welcome back. Poor George really had to earn his paycheck on this one. Perhaps this is one of the reasons why that in later seasons, they changed the way the game was played. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.